This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. I'm Liam Maitland, KCBS foodie chap. We're talking movies. Yes, we are. With director Eva Longoria, producer Devon Franklin, Eva, director has a lovely ring to it, doesn't it? Oh, thank you so much. Um, I like telling people what to do. Yeah. Yeah. And I should mention the name of the movie, Flaming Heart, now streaming on Disney+. Plus. And Hulu. And Hulu. The only movie to stream on both platforms in the history of the platforms. Well, look at that. You're making history already. We're making history. <laughs> yeah. So, this story, uh, Flaming Heart, uh, it is, it's, a, it's a great story of the American dream being fulfilled it's a story about culture. There's a love story in there. And I know when you got the original script, it needed a little little tweaking, and you revamped it uh, to make more of Richard and Judy's story part of this. What else did you change uh, before bringing this to the big screen and taking on the job as director? Um, the biggest change I think I did uh, from the original script was uh, putting it in Richard's perspective. It's in his voice, you know. I went down a rabbit hole of Richard. We should tell folks who he is, Richard. Yes, Richard. Montanez, uh, started out as... Yeah, he's the, he was a Mexican janitor at the Frito-Lay factory and uh, came up with this idea to put chile on a chip and, uh, and called the CEO himself, personally broke protocol, uh, pitched his idea and, you know, rose to being one of the top executives at Frito-Lay responsible for the number one snack in the world. Which Literally is the stuff that dreams are made of. Yeah, it's a multi-billion dollar product today. And it's transcended snacks. It's There's Flaming Hot makeup line. There's a Flaming Hot fashion line. There's Flaming Hot sushi. I mean, he what he did, um, he, you know, in our community. Flaming Hot directors. A Flaming Hot directors. Flaming Hot producers. Yeah. Let's not leave Devon out here. Yes. No, but, you know, I, I'm only part of this because of Devon. He's yeah. the one that found the story. It's yeah. a really interesting uh, uh, story of how Devon stumbled upon this story. So, yes. So you're in a store, you trip over a bag of chips, and then the, the story falls out. How, right, right. How, did, how did this come to you, Devon? If only it was so easy, yeah, you no, know? Right. Um, no, about seven years ago, a friend of mine introduced me to Richard, and I sat down with Richard and his wife, Judy, and just said, tell me your story. And as he told me his story, by the end of it, I said, I've got to make this into a movie. I'll do it. Yeah. You know? And he said, okay. And I didn't, at the time, I didn't know you know, how I was going to do it, but I was so motivated and inspired by what he shared and his journey, and I connected to that. Yeah. And I just said, I, I've got to make this movie. And important also to make sure you had a director who was of the culture. Yes. And Eva, as director, instantly? Uh, no, 
No, I. <laughs> it was not instant. Tell me more. Leave me in here. <laughs> well, I, you know, I sent the script out uh, all around town. Twelve directors wanted to do it, yeah. and I met with all of them. The, the the most this was the project that had the most directors wanting to do it. Yeah. And when I got the call about Eva, I didn't know her as a director. And her agent said she's been directing television, you know, for almost ten years now. At that, not point. her first rodeo, not her first rodeo, but she had never done a feature. Yeah. So my expectation was not, you know, very high. I said, but okay, I'll meet with Eva. And so when she came in and she just started walking me through everything she wanted to do, you know, as I say at the end of the meeting, I was depressed and inspired because <laughs> I was. Depressed. Sounds very sounds very Hollywood. <laughs> yes, because I was depressed. I was, I, I was like, wait a minute, I thought I had done a good job developing the script, and but she pointed out. So many things that needed to be, you know, enhanced. And then also, could be better. And then I was inspired because she had a vision. Yeah. And I really connected to that vision and was inspired by her vision. So, sitting in the director's chair, Eva, uh, I know for you, this story had to, in so many ways, resonate with you. Partly your story, your challenges, your struggles. Uh, And did some of those struggles come to bear also as you sat in the director's chair and tried to get that gig as the director of this film? Your first major film directorial. Yeah, I mean, you know, I when I read the original script, I immediately identified with Richard, not only because he's Mexican-American, yeah. uh, but I've been told no, you know, I've been told no ideas don't come from people like you, no women probably shouldn't do that job, so I was like, I am Richard Montañez, and I thought there's so many valuable lessons that people could learn from his journey, um, his resilience, obviously, uh, his dignity and grace, and how he confronts racism, classism, all societal issues you know he does it with such dignity and grace but you know for me I had such an amazing partner with Devon that um once I got the gig because it was a it was a uh, I had to fight. I had to fight to get the job. But once I, I did, see the bruises, yeah, you're, reco- yeah. you're recovering well. You should see the three other guys. Seriously. Yeah, you should see the other guys. Exactly. Uh, no, it, I, once I did get the job, I was one thousand su- uh, percent supported, yeah. not only by Devon but by the studio, who was fully committed to my vision. Mm-hmm. There wasn't, there wasn't one time they said no. They would say yes or yes, but. What about, you know, and so they never, you know, really pushed back on, mm-hmm. on anything. They were committed to, to making this film. That's why I was glad, I was glad it was at Searchlight, because Searchlight has a very specific vision yeah. with what they want to do yeah. with their films, and it was what Devon and I had dreamed of. They were great partners. So I'm going to put you on the spot, Eva, sitting right here. Yes. How did she surprise you as a director? <laughs> in, in the good ways. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, listen, I, it, it was an endeavor of faith, right? Wait a by the way, Eva staring him down as he answers this question. <laughs> no, I mean, hiring her was faith. Like, okay, I yeah. believe she can do what she's saying she's going to do. But, yeah. I mean, I, it's not like I had a movie I could point to yeah. that was like, oh, she's already done it. So that was on faith. So the surprise was, oh, she's not only doing that, she's doing more. Yeah. Like, that was like, oh, this is great. And now, Eva, you, how did you surprise yourself? What came up for you? What kept you up at night? And, um, uh, and how did you get through those moments? I think, and, uh, it, it, like, normal challenges of making a movie, you know, uh, budget and location falling out. We had to build that factory. That was, like, our, our biggest challenge in the, in the, in the production of it. Ambitious yeah. schedule. Yeah. Uh, but, but as far as, like, what did I learn about myself? I learned I could do it. You know, because you only learn by doing. I knew I could do it. I knew this this movie was. I had a superpower and I had value to add. So I, I didn't doubt myself. But it wasn't until I finished it that I go, 
oh, okay, so yeah, you, you did do that. You could do that, you know? Well, listen, you directed so well. The characters are, are so rich and full uh, and authentic. Yeah. And that word is often used willy-nilly, uh, but in a good way here. Yeah. Uh, finding your Richard, Jesse. I know him from the movie Quintanera. Yeah. I have to give a, a shout-out to literally my best friend, David Ross. He played a gay character in that film. He'll listen to this. I'll get in trouble if I don't mention David. Uh, but finding your Richard in yeah. Jesse, why him? Oh, man. He rocks, by the way. But how did you find him and why him? You know, we did a big casting, huge casting to find Richard. And Richard was a hard character to cast because it had to be an actor who could play three different, four different decades. Uh, Somebody who was tough and had this cholo background but was super kind and vulnerable. Um, Who was, you know, not educated but super smart. You know, didn't have a vocabulary but super articulate. Like, it was hard. It was a lot of things. Not not too challenging. Yeah. (laughs) And I knew... You know, my energy and tone of the movie was heart and humor. So balancing the dramatic emotional stuff with the fun fantasy sequences and uh, the comedy mm-hmm. and the humor. And so we needed an actor who had a lot of gears. And Jesse just came in and blew us away. So as the producer, of course, your eyes on the money. You want to make sure this movie gets eyeballs. So after the cast, the casting is done. Where did you sit as a producer looking at the cast? Yeah, I mean, you know, part of the process of us working together was it was a partnership. Yeah. So, you know, going through casting, going through callbacks, once we got on set, you know, being there every day, you know, working with everyone involved in the production to make sure that it was everything we wanted it to be. So the role was one of support and, you know, troubleshooting. I mean, the job of a producer is a tr- you're a problem solver. Yeah. I mean, really, in, in, in the greatest sense of the word, there are so many problems that come up on sets you know, challenges with different issues that you have to figure out, okay, how are we going to do this? And so that was the role, you know, that was the job. And I, every day was like, all right, what's the problem that we need to solve? How do we solve it in the best possible way, in a way that doesn't hurt the movie, but also gives us a chance to make the film we all want to make? Well, the most important question I have to ask you both as the foodie chap were flaming hot Cheetos served at craft services during the making of this film. Oh, absolutely. They were there every day. I will tell you, Devon and I specifically got addicted to white cheddar Cheetos. Yes. Uh, because the, the Flaming Hots didn't come in to the end of the movie, so yeah. the, the entire... Uh, shooting had white Cheetos on the on the belts and the machines. And I just learned something. I didn't know much about white Cheetos. Uh, we didn't either. either. They're amazing. Yeah. Try them. <laughs> you got chairs in the company now? But you, wait, hold on. One quick thing. You know yeah. what's um, interesting? When we did the plant visit, yeah. so when, we, when I was developing the script you know, years ago before Eva, he went to the I went to Rancho Cucamonga and they gave me a tour. One of the greatest things you are ever going to taste is when those chips come off hot. So they gave me hot Cheetos. And they're hot. Ha, 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 ha. Hot. Yeah. Like hot, warm. Spicy hot. Warm. warm. <laughs> like out of the fryer. Yeah. It's life changer. Yeah. Doritos out of the fryer. I'm glad you share the story because now everyone's going to want to yes. talk so they can experience it. Microwave them. Do something. Uh, yeah, do something. Director, Eva Longoria. Producer, Devin Franklin. Friends, do yourself a favor. Flaming Heart, a story with heart, humor. You're going to love it. And if you don't, Ask for your money back, but you won't have to because you're going to love the film. Now streaming on Hulu and Disney Plus. I'm Liam Maitland, KCBS Foodie Chap. Cheers. 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 <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey. 